It's time now for today's edition of Community Conversations. It's the interview program in which we dialogue with voices from the Omaha community. And here's your host for Community Conversations. Let's welcome Cami Carlisle. Welcome to this week's Community Conversation. It is an exciting time here in the Omaha metro area. It is almost this weekend time. It is time for the farmer's market. Amen. For those of us that wait all winter for this. Today, we have Vic Gutman, who is the founder and ED of the Omaha Farmer's Market, and Maggie Winton, the event marketing coordinator. Hello. Thanks for joining us. Good morning. Thank you for having us. I am so excited. I have loved the farmer's market forever, but this year's a big deal, isn't it? 30 years. Congrats. We are opening our 30th season in the old market where we got our start. Uh, We opened in June of 94. Uh, I'd like to say we opened to great fanfare, but it was kind of a quiet opening. We had about 15 vendors and hundreds of people, which we thought was amazing. And But we're in a very different place now, uh, 30 seasons later, 29 seasons later. That's incredible. How many vendors are we up to now? So at the Exarban Village Farmer's Market, uh, which is on Sunday mornings, mm-hmm. um, we started that in 2010. And that's up to over 120 stalls. Whoa. And then in the old market, the original, which is on Saturday mornings, uh, we have, we average about 90 to 93 or so stalls. Oh my goodness. That has really grown. So with the 30th anniversary, kicking this off this weekend, can we expect any kind of a celebration? Well, we're going to recreate the ribbon cutting that uh, we did in June of 94. Uh, We got this started in part through the mayor's office, then Mayor P.J. Morgan, Mm -hmm. and the Mercers who own uh, much of the property in the old market. They really are responsible for launching the old market in the 60s. And both provided financial assistance. And so we had representatives from the mayor's office, the Mercers. Uh, We had uh, uh, a couple of the old city market people, uh, Joe Vitale, who was uh, well-known on the corner of 11th and Howard. We had uh, Councilman Subianzaldo, and we had both my sons, who were very young at the time, uh, cut the ribbon. So we're going to do a ceremony, another ribbon cutting for the 30th. Um, We'll have a representative, someone representing P.J. Morgan, um, and, uh, we're going to have someone representing the Mercers. And actually, one of my sons who participated in the ribbon cutting, uh, in 94 will be there with his son. So we'll just do a ceremonial ribbon cutting. Uh, but we're planning lots of things over the whole season. We're going to have a permanent improvement to the market. We're doing a, mural that uh, is evocative of the market and what's sold at the market that won't be there at the beginning, Mm -hmm. but probably certainly by mid-season it will be up. Uh, We're looking at a uh, farmer's market dinner, uh, but celebrating throughout, uh, throughout the whole season. 
Is there anybody, and I know this has been around now a long time, 30 years. Is there anybody that's still with you from the very beginning? Well, that's hard to say. Again, we only started with about 15 stalls. Um, the Welchers have been there a very long time. Um, uh, we we have a uh, green grower from uh, Lincoln uh, that has been there a very long time. I couldn't say for sure they were there the very first year, mm-hmm. but within uh, the first uh, two or three years. Maggie, are you aware of anyone that was there from the very first time? Uh, Kristen and I tried to get some numbers. I think you're right, Vic. The Welcherts are not 30 from what I remember, but like 27, no. 29. Oh, I think yes. Daniel's produce is the same thing around 27 yeah. years. Um, so I think a lot of people, uh, we have some vendors who have been there a long chunk of the time, but I don't know if we actually ever got an official answer on 30 full years. I don't, I don't think that there are. And, you know, a lot of the vendors aged out. Sure. Uh, we now have a lot of younger vendors that have come in, the younger growers. Uh, you know, when we started the farmer's market in 94, uh, there weren't many growers who sold directly to consumers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Welchurch did, Wenninghoffs did, and they also participated in the market uh, at one time. But very few, uh, there just weren't many venues where you could sell right to the consumer. So I think we could safely say that the farmer's market started many, many businesses, uh, both with uh, farmers as well as people do packaged foods like uh, honey and jams and jelly and baked goods and prepared foods uh, that now have storefronts or now make their full living uh, from selling at our farmers markets and and through CSAs and and uh, other uh, ways to to reach the consumer. Right, I love that, and I feel like. Um... Remind me, I feel like, though, the farmer's market really stepped up and was really important during COVID and the pandemic because that kept going. And a lot of people really had to rely to get the fresh food and to be able to continue to feed their families. So that's a lot of history y'all have. It's great. A history. Lot of history. Yeah. Yeah, we were considered an essential business because we sold food just like a supermarket. Mm-hmm. We were allowed to open. We had to change locations to be in a parking lot. Uh, at Baxter Arena for Exarvin Village and in a parking lot, uh, a city parking lot across the street from where we normally are in the old market. Right. But we still uh, had great success. It helped keep it helped keep those local businesses in business because they right. really depended on the market. And for so many people, um, they they would have missed the market if if we had to close down for a year. It would have been very hard for them. Right. And we went from hundreds of people in the first years to now it's thousands of people. We estimate anywhere from five to 7,000 on a Saturday in the old market and up to about 10,000 on a Sunday in Exarban Village. So it has become an institution in the community. It sure has. Are you seeing people traveling to Omaha to attend these markets too, besides the sellers, but like well, they, people coming from smaller places? Oh, yeah. You know, people come from throughout the, the metropolitan area for sure. 
And then we get comments uh, uh, from people who come, tourists who come to Omaha, uh, especially in the old market, and Mm -hmm. come upon the farmer's market and just love it. And they might buy baked goods and coffee. They're probably not buying uh, uh, fresh greens uh, since they're staying in a hotel. But we reach people through through uh, tourists that frequent, uh, especially the old market. So is there any trends that you've seen over the years that maybe are remarkable? Well, I like it all there. Uh, <laughs> it's hard to pick, but... Uh-huh. But uh, Maggie probably knows I have a sweet tooth, and I asked, now, where are the hand pies at Exarbon? Right. You know, I love those. Uh, but, you know, in the early season, they have radishes. I've come to really – I didn't know I loved radishes, and I do. Uh, so, uh, you know, I I I love it all. Um, I think some of the the trends mm-hmm. uh, might be that we're seeing – some of the longtime vendors, older growers mm-hmm. retiring, but we are seeing young people coming in. Oh, uh, also, we're finding people, um, we have more ethnic diversity as well. Uh, the herbs and spices uh, grown uh, by like an Asian couple. So we're trying to bring more of that diversity uh, of people who live in uh, in Omaha, who uh, perhaps farmed or grow grew vegetables in their home countries. Uh, there's a big Hmong uh, population here, Laos. There's a big population from Sudan and Somalia. Our hope is to be able to bring more of them uh, uh, to the market, and we're starting to see that happen. That's lovely. I love that because I used to work at a nonprofit, The Big Garden, where we dealt with oh, yeah. this yes. kind of a thing and how important it is to have people that are refugees or immigrants to have that food they're familiar with. So that is huge that they have that available and at their fingertips. Yes. I mean, that's our way of kind of really welcoming them and saying well, that you Stephanie, belong here. Stephanie was there to pioneer Big Garden. We have a lot of people who have changed sort of the landscape of the food systems in Omaha. The farmer's market's one. Uh, these neighborhood markets and Big Garden and City Sprouts is another. No More Empty Pots that does training, and they have a CSA uh, during uh, community-supported agriculture during the summer. Uh, all of this, none of this existed before 1994. I like to think we were the first, but there's so much that has uh, happened since then uh, that localizes our food system and makes fresh food available and accessible. Yes. We, of course, accept um, um, SNAP benefits. We have double up food bucks where we'll double your purchase up to a certain amount. Um, so the whole goal is to make this accessible to everyone in the community. Absolutely. Absolutely. With that, I'm going to turn you over to Maggie. I have okay. to to bow out, but but she will correct all the mistakes I made <laughs> and, and fill you in with a lot more information. Wonderful. Well, Vic, thank, thank you. you so much for your time. We'll see you this weekend. You will. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Well, Maggie, there's so much more to talk about. So as 
all of us know here in Omaha, Saturday, Sunday, we know where to be. So we were talking about vendors and there's a lot of beloved vendors. I love the Greek food, but what are some of the other repeat vendors that are coming back this year that we can look forward to? Um, so, you know, we are primarily green market. So produce vendors, of course, are our priority and our bread and butter. And we love seeing them come back year after year. So, um, we have folks like Daniel's Produce, uh, Grady's Tomatoes, um, the Welchert's, Wenninghoff's, all of them, uh, all the big growers here in town, some smaller growers like Luz Flower and Gardens, mm-hmm. um, and Jam Gardens. Uh, and then of course we have other vendors like Parthenon, their baked goods will be there, which is always a big favorite. Um, and so it's great to see all of our season vendors returning this year. Um, and then of course we have, uh, some new season vendors. We're really excited. Um, in the old market, we'll actually have Dry Spokes, the local mocktail bar over on Leavenworth. They're going to be a new season vendor this year in the old market. We're really excited to have them come yeah. with some, uh, drinks that you can have on site while you're shopping. Cool. Uh, and then, uh, uh, we have our rotating weekly vendors as well, who we, we have a whole giant list of folks who, um, we bring in and out of the market just kind of on a, a random rotating basis, um, oh. depending on how much space we have available. And that's one way that we keep the market fresh. So you have that nice balance of your repeat vendors who are there in the same spot every single week. You know, they're going to be there. You know what they got. And then you have those vendors who it's a surprise every week. Who's going to be there. You never know what's what's going to be there and who's going to be there and what treats you can kind of impulse buy while you're also uh getting your uh your favorites um that you get week after week. It's kind of like, you know, in the candy aisle at the grocery store how you never need it, but you see it there and you're like, yeah, I should pick that up. That's kind of uh the best part of our weekly vendors is that little surprise purchase that you um can pick up as you're leaving. So you got your Saturdays and Sundays, same vendors? Do they, or they do one day or do we have some that do both days? Uh, it's, it's definitely, uh, a both situation. So we have vendors who are there both on Saturday and Sunday. Um, and then we do have some that are only on Saturdays or only on Sundays. It really just kind of depends on, uh, you know, what their product is, what they have available, uh, and then really like what they can bring every single week. And if they can be at both markets, we're always excited to have them, but some folks really love only go into the Saturday market and some only love Sunday. And so we also take that into consideration too, when we're placing vendors and looking through applications. So on Saturday, it starts at 8 a.m. Sunday, 9. What time does setup begin? Like crack of dawn? Or what time does everybody pull in? <laughs> it would take forever. But I also think they probably have this down to a science, right? Yeah, it's definitely a long day um, for everyone involved um, because some of our vendors, I mean, we accept vendors up to 150 miles from Omaha. Oh, so man. that's you know, that's a pretty far distance for some folks. So some of our vendors, you know, are up at three or 4 a.m. packing the truck and starting the drive on the interstate down to Omaha. 
Um, and so most people get on site, um, both Saturday and Sunday around six o'clock. Um, uh-huh. that's about when our setup starts. Sunday is a bit of a bigger footprint uh-huh. than Saturday is. So we need the full three hours from six to nine to get set up, to get everything rolling. Um, and so. It's definitely a long day. And then, you know, we're all there until, you know, on Saturday, since the market ends at 1230, you know, most of us are there at least until 130, sometimes two. And then on Sundays until around two or 230, depending on a variety of circumstances. So it's definitely a full day for everyone involved, vendors, managers, uh, everyone on site. So it's a, it's always a great time, but it, it, yeah. it, you know, it's a long day. (laughs) Yeah. And especially when it gets super hot, right? And then it's like, when it's already hot at 6am, it's like, oh Lordy, but it's so worth it. I feel like the market is such a happy place. I mean, you don't see anybody crabby there ever. It's not like the mall where you have to go try on pants. I mean, this is a great place to be. Now, Vic mentioned Snap and the Double Up Food Bugs. Let's talk a little bit more about that. Has that always been a part of the market or is that a newer addition or have we always taken Snap? Um, yeah, so this is actually a newer addition. Um, so we are actually, I believe, one of the first markets in Nebraska to accept SNAP at our markets. Um, so I don't exactly remember what, how far back that goes, at least within the past five-ish years. Um, and so it's a really great program and we feel really proud to be able to offer that because it's such offering it at our market is so important to food accessibility and making sure that everyone has some sort of access to locally grown produce um, and nutritious foods. So our SNAP program works. You can bring your EBT card to the info booths at both markets. And when you swipe your card, uh, you'll get these little green tokens. They're a dollar each. Um, and then those tokens can be used on any SNAP eligible item, which is pretty cool. They spend just like cash, which is really nice. Um, and then we also offer, like you mentioned, the Double Up Food Bucks program, which is a match program. Mm-hmm. And we will give up to $20 in matching funds, these paper coupons. Um, and those can be used on fresh fruits and vegetables and herbs at the market. Wow. Um, so if you spend $20 of your EBT card, you get an additional $20 on top of that for $40 to spend on nutritious foods, mm-hmm. um, which is pretty cool. Um, and it's a really great program. And a lot of people take advantage of it too, which is really, really um, impressive to see, you know, that folks really enjoy coming to the market and using it as an excuse to uh, spend some of their SNAP dollars in, a, in you know, towards local goods. Right. And fresh, delicious food. And I just love that. I love that you guys do that. It's so important that everybody has access to fresh, healthy food. And what a better place than to go down to the joyous market and hang out and get your food. So what about entertainment this year? What you got lined up for that? I know that usually like in the old market, there's like some like that. Um, I'm just, oh, I can't think of their name. The old guys that play all the blue pants. <laughs> Gator. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> so who will yes. who this year? 
Um, so honestly, we never quite know who's going to come and apply to be a busker at the market. Um, just yeah. because we, uh, we don't ask for that stuff ahead of time. We, okay. it's kind of a first come first serve, uh, mentality with us when it comes to street performers. So folks will come up to us at any point in the season and ask for an application and we'll give it to them. And then if we have room, we send them to their little spot and they can perform all day. So we do have some favorites oh. like, um, I, the Gator Boys, I don't remember their name off the top oh, of my head, but yes, Prairie, Prairie Gators. Gators. Yes. Okay. The Prairie Gators are always a staple at both yeah. markets. Um, there's been a new group the past couple of years. I think their name is Parfait and they're mm-hmm. like three-ish younger guys who have, uh, they do some like jazzy versions of Disney songs and modern pop hits, which is really cool. Um, uh-huh. They've been mostly in the old market uh, the past two years, which, so I'm expecting that they'll probably be back. Um so we definitely always enjoy having our street performers come by. So I I can't wait to see who comes by this weekend to apply. So I had no idea. So if you are a musician, you can go to the website and apply to be a busker. Yeah. Yeah. So all of our rules and regulations to be a busker and the application, um, it's online on our website, but then we also do have uh, that stuff on site at the info booth as well. Um, okay. And then we keep your application. So since it is first come first serve, um, especially during peak market season, we recommend that folks get there as early as they can, just because we can't hold spots. We can't guarantee right. anything. Um, but uh, we do have, you know, special spots relegated for buskers and street performers so anytime we can fit people in we will most certainly do that well that's great news i know a lot of musicians i don't think any of us knew that so i might have to spread the word for you yeah feel free to spread the word we we appreciate the the pr for that oh absolutely so tell me is there any chance that omaha would ever get a year-round indoor and i ask because one of my dearest friends lives in baltimore and they've got these fantastic indoor markets that just are stunning. Cold as heck out. You can go in and get fresh food, get a beer, get an egg salad sandwich. It's wonderful. Any chance for that ever here? You know, it's, it's such a hard thing to predict just because, um, you know, a space like that is so big and takes so much maintenance. Mm -hmm. Um, and, we also are at the mercy of Midwest weather. Um, right. And so we never know, you know, on our end, we have some vendors who are lucky enough to have um, like greenhouses and indoor spaces on their property where they can grow their product, but not right. all of our vendors have that luxury. And so, you know, it's that game of, can we find a space and do we have the funds available to keep it running? And then do we have the vendors available to keep it going? Um And so that's definitely something that we at the farmer's market are always keeping an eye out for and always keeping in our back pockets is something we would love to do at some point in time. And we would, you know, the minute that we're, we find something that is uh, feasible for us, we're going to, you know, shoot forward and try and do it. Um, at least for right now, that's just, we're trying to get through the 30th year. Like we're just trying to get through the season this year um, and, and get through it. Um, but that is something, you know, we would love to try and see um, an indoor marketplace um, for vendors to sell year round. We just yeah. it's always that game of 
we need perfect timing, perfect space, perfect circumstances. Um, So far, we haven't had that, but we're always on the lookout for that set of circumstances to make it happen. So awesome. Well, I will keep my fingers crossed because please do. Please do. I will. will, And if I win the lottery, I'll send it your way so that can happen. But uh, so 30th year, I'm just so excited. This has been around so long. Is there anything else new that we can expect this year? Any changes? Uh, you know, this year we, uh, really aren't expecting that many big changes. I mean, last year was such a, was such a big year for us because we were able to go back to our pre COVID locations, right. um, which was huge. You know, we had to relocate, Vic mentioned we had to relocate for two years, um, just for safety purposes. And last year we were able to get back to our original locations on the streets of the old market and to, in the streets of Exarban village. And that was a huge thing for us to be able to be back in that area, those areas, um, so this year we're kind of, you know, reveling in still being able to be in those spaces and still being able to operate as we have in the past. Um, and so, you know, any of our big 30th anniversary celebrations um, and, you know, any fun things along with that will definitely be announced on our social media and all of that stuff. So I encourage folks to follow along um, and see what there is. Uh, there will be special 30th anniversary merchandise. I can say that okay. on site. So we have normal farmer's market swag as always, but then we will have um, some special 30th anniversary t-shirts and sweatshirts and tote bags that folks can purchase. Um and then, like Vic said, there's some fun projects coming up that we're hoping um, to get off the ground this year, kind of uh, in celebration of our 30th year um, and the community that we've been able to build around the market. So that's so exciting. We're also glad that you're here. Like I said, it's just such a fun thing to go do and to get that fresh food and then go home and be like, what are we going to have? So we've got about three and a half minutes. Let's remind folks, yay or nay on dogs. Yay on dogs. However, the caveat is we do ask that everyone uh, please be a respectful dog owner. Please be a good dog owner. Follow our pet policies, uh, short, non-retractable leashes. Uh, Keep in mind the weather. It gets really hot in the summertime and the pavement can really hurt your furry friend's paws. So just be mindful that some days are better than others to bring your friend. Don't let your dog eat produce or pee on produce. Believe it or not, that's a problem sometimes. Um, and also keep in mind that not everyone is comfortable around dogs and animals. Right. And so just make sure that, you know, if your dog gets anxious in crowds or isn't the best in, you know, places with a lot of people, uh, maybe just consider keeping them at home. We love seeing pets at the market, but just make sure that you're following our pet policies because yes. we want everyone to have a good time, whether they're human or a furry friend. So, right. Yeah. That's very important. What about cash credit cards? Do you, Take both check. So we do take both. Um, There will be ATMs on site at both markets. Um, But I mentioned earlier, we have those little snap tokens. We also have a version for credit cards. So if you don't have cash on you, you don't necessarily have to visit the ATM. You can visit the info booth and swipe your credit or debit card and you will get these blue tokens. They're in $5 increments and those spend just like cash at the market. They never expire. It's kind of like a gift card, but in like token form. Um, 
So you can get as many of those as you want in $5 increments and use that to spend at the market for any type of, you know, product, craft product, food product, whatever you want. Um, and since they are kind of like gift cards, they also make a great gift for your friend that loves the farmer's oh. market. So um, I definitely recommend say. keeping that in mind if you have right. someone who uh, enjoys going to the market uh, yeah. and you need a last minute gift for them. Definitely keep those tokens in mind because they are That's, perfect for that. Yeah. Oh, that changes everybody's birthday present. Thank you for that. All right. Oh, yeah. Good. <laughs> so rain or shine, right? Either way, the market goes on. Oh, heck yeah. Rain or shine. So just make sure that you're prepared for any insane weather. Um, Sometimes early or late in the season, there's snow. So bundle up. Um, This weekend actually looks like it's going to be really, really nice. I think I saw like 70 and sunny. So fingers crossed it stays that way. Um, But yeah, we are there rain or shine. So even on the most gloomy of days, you can still find us hanging out under our umbrellas in our little rain ponchos at the info booth. So I love it. Rain or shine. So with this last minute, tell us a good website where we can find more information. All of our info is at omahafarmersmarket.org. So everything uh, from customer info to all of our vendors that we're going to have on site. Um, If you are a vendor who wants to apply to be in our weekly vendor rotation, applications are still on there. So you can find those on the website too. Um, And then we also are super active on Facebook and Instagram. So search Omaha Farmers Market and you'll find our pages. Give us a like or a follow. Um, And a lot of our info is also uh, thrown out there as well. So definitely, if you're looking for the most up-to-date, you know, happenings of the market life, uh, follow us on social media. Very good. Well, very exciting. The Omaha Farmers Market opens this weekend, the 30th here, Saturday in the old market, and the hours are 8 to 12.30. And then Sunday at Exarbon starts up this weekend as well, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. So it all starts this weekend. 30th anniversary. Maggie, thank you so much for taking the time today to speak with us. I know we all have been waiting. It felt like the world's most boring, longest winter. So this is very exciting to get out there and see our friends and you and the vendors. We really look forward to it. Thank you so much for your time today. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. You've been listening to Community Conversations on Radio Talking Book. Thanks so much for tuning in. You've been listening to Community Conversations on Radio Talking Book. It's the interview program that brings you voices from the Omaha community. The Radio Talking Book Network is brought to you with the cooperation of KIOS-FM in Omaha and statewide through the facilities of NET Radio and Television. We've been proudly serving our blind and visually impaired listeners for 46 years. Thank you for being a loyal Radio Talking Book listener and supporter.